This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the Bama Online Podcast. Travis Ryder, Senior Analyst for BOL with you once again. We do not have Alabama football this weekend, as we know. Alabama LSU postponed, hopefully, at some point down the road. We might get the Tigers and Tide from Baton Rouge. But something that never stops, especially right there with us at BamaOnline.com, is recruiting coverage, and even with the season on pause for the time being. No pause in Hank South's game. Recruiting analyst for us there at BOL does an outstanding job. And Hank, as we bring you on here, uh, the unexpected has become the expected, I guess. Not only for this Alabama football team, but even from the recruiting perspective. Yeah, absolutely. You know, 2020, just you kind of just have to go with the flow. Um, I'm actually kind of curious to see what Friday the 13th, 2020 brings, because, you know, we haven't oh, had that wow. yet. So I, you I guess, invoked you know, it. you invoked it, Hank. <laughs> so just uh, keep keeping my eyes peeled, head on a swivel for that. So but <laughs> but yeah, you know, it, I mean, things change constantly. You know, I mean, up till this week, everything was going pretty smooth in the SEC. You know, there were a few cancellations. You know, Florida had their their issues back in October and just kind of seems like it all culminated uh, that Halloween weekend. It looks like it's kind of just teeing off on, on uh, everything with um, contact tracing and, and positive tests. So hopefully this, this week kind of takes care of all that and it kind of flushes through and we can get back to normal, normal football next week. Yeah. More tricks than treats coming from that Halloween weekend for SEC football. You know, it makes you wonder if the league office even gave consideration to where it sort of positioned the bye weeks. And I understood that you had to do them. So it, it made perfect sense to sit those dates where the SEC did, but, uh, Gave the fellas some time off, you know, and even yep. some of them that uh, played on Halloween weekend apparently made it a point to get home in a hurry and get uh, get in those costumes and get out and have some fun. Mm-hmm. Um, let's uh, actually what we're going to do on the podcast on this Friday, uh, we're going to talk some hoops because we've we're in the midst actually still of the early signing period uh, for men's basketball, primarily other sports as well. Uh, we've got some 2022s when you talk about college football recruiting that are certainly feeling the love. Uh, and we'll get into maybe forecasting a bit of a finish for this 2021 cycle as well, especially when you talk about what's, what's mapped out for Alabama in terms of the early period for football and maybe guys of specific interest that could carry over to February. So we're going to cover all that for you. 
today with Hank South. But Hank, uh, a lot of attention on this Alabama men's basketball uh, group here in the early signing period. Uh, A couple of guys officially in for Nate Oates and Langston Wilson, the junior college transfer, Jason Holt, the prep wing from the state of Georgia, J.D. Davison, the five-star point guard from in-state, obviously the centerpiece of this class to date. Uh, I guess it sounds as if it's a formality at this point, more of a ceremonial uh, deal that's going to take place over the weekend, and then he'll be officially finalized. Yeah, I I don't think there should be any concern from Alabama fans as far as, um, you know, where where things stand with J.D. Davison. uh, He's having a ring ceremony, as I understand it, Uh, obviously his state won or his, his team won state last season, obviously, you know, his, his game winning shot. Um, and they're having a ring ceremony on Saturday, um, to kind of commemorate that. And, and, and he's going to make it official then. So I don't think there's any concern there. Um, for those that don't know, you know, you have signing day, but signing periods actually are, you know, they can be a week long, they're a week long window for, for college basketball. So, uh, you can, you can send in your little, little over intent anytime between, um, this past Wednesday to next Wednesday. Um, and so some kids are doing that. I, I've seen a, I think an LSU signee was doing it on Monday. So kind of just depends on, uh, on, you know, your signing plans, but yeah, two, two in officially, um, we saw Alabama announce the, the letters of intent for Jason Holt and Langston Wilson, um, and, and Bama sitting with the number 13 class in the country out of the early signing period, which is kind of a, a pivot from, from last year, you know, we saw Keon Ambrose, um, sign early, um, in the 2020 cycle. And then obviously, we saw the the explosion of recruiting they had um, in the spring, um, so a little kind of opposite this this way. You know, they, they built that momentum in the fall and look are going to look to continue to build on it um, come the spring. Yeah, it's interesting when you consider the numbers for this team uh, looking ahead with the expectation Davis and a mere formality to go along with Wilson and Holt, and just based on eligibility, John Petty, Herb Jones. Uh, Alex Reese, those are three seniors for the upcoming season. Jordan Bruner is a grad transfer. That makes four. But you also got this aspect with the winter athletes working with a free year of eligibility. Now, there really aren't any expectations that three of those four, at least, would be back for another year. Maybe Alex Reese. Who knows? Uh, But I guess another way of looking at that, too, with all the movement in college basketball is that it's an extra year that a lot of folks are likely to spend elsewhere as either a grad transfer or a traditional transfer, especially with the one-time transfer rule expected to come into play. So when we consider what else might be out there for Alabama men's basketball beyond these three early signing period uh, prospects, I guess Charles Bediaco, the five-star post at IMG, he would, he would have to headline that list. If, if Bediaco somehow, before we get to the, into this this early period decides he wants to come on board i would think he could he could most certainly do that and if he doesn't is he still the guy that you're going to be keeping your eye on as we as we move out of the early period yeah i I think so um you know bama's been a school i think he has a top four or five out right now um but bama's kind of been that school talked about most with with charles bediaco for you know better part of the last i want to say at least a few months, but you know, we've, we've talked about him for the last year, um, ever, ever since Bama, you know, really kind of started to press for him. Um, he's at IMG Academy now in Florida. Obviously he, he is from Canada. Um, but Bama has just been, been 
really hard after him. Um, obviously, Brian Hodgson has those connections up there um, and is recruited really well up there. Keon Ambrose, who we mentioned earlier. Uh, but he, yeah, he's the guy we're watching. And, and the expectation is he's not going to sign early at this point. But, you know, it, you know, some kids don't sign and, uh, you know, they, they maybe will still commit earlier i guess in in their uh, in their senior years um i'm, I'm not really sure his, his exact timeline right now but i don't think him not signing early is any indication of bama not sitting in good position for him still i you know i think he's still kind of waiting things out and you know there, there's guys that don't they have a spot regardless like you know they're, they're, he's one of those those uh, elite guys you just you you make room for if he wants in um in my opinion at least I, I think most would agree um so he's the one we're watching closest um you know with maybe a couple spots left um you know other guys wesley cardet the, the four-star combo guard from south florida and there was actually uh an interesting report our, our indiana writer with 24 7 um spoke with aminu muhammad who's a, a five-star small forward out of DC this week. Um, and, and he's actually, he's a guy that's looking at enrolling early. He's not signing early, but wants to enroll early, which, you know, you can do. Um, and he said he was talking to Bama uh, or Bama reached out to him this week for the first time. So, you know, that's, you know, not sure anything's going to come of that, but, uh, another kind of interesting five-star recruit, um, that, you know, we'll, we'll be working to, to track here, um, following the signing period. Yeah, it just goes to show with Nate Oates and this staff, they, they they don't sleep apparently, no. and they they recruit through the whistle, they recruit through the finish, and uh, uh, continue to to stay in on guys until uh, it's absolutely done one way or the other. And with this staff, by the way, you know it, it's not as easy or as simple, and I think it's indicative of college basketball in general. They're not one trick ponies in terms of the streams in which they look to for talent. I mean, just look at this roster right now, grad transfers, junior college transfers. So whereas we point to, you know, particular prep prospects for the class of 2021, as we've seen, right, they, they are, they are not, uh, they don't object to, to, to going to multiple areas to get players. No, they they don't leave any um, stones unturned. And and obviously that, you know, that was a big point of emphasis, I think, for Nate Oates at Buffalo was not, I mean, recruiting like that, but also the junior college circuit. You know, he he, he definitely turned there um, for for his guy, for some of his guys. And then he's done the same at at Alabama among, you know, like you said, other the grad transfer uh, market, the high school, obviously, JUCO level, they're they're doing it all. So they've definitely put in a lot of work um, on the recruiting trail. And it it looks like it could really pay off. It paid off in 2020, but it looks like it could really pay off in 2021 if they can uh, land a couple more of these 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 big name guys. Yeah, just about every area of this current roster, Javon Quinterly, uh, Villanova transfer, um, Jordan Bruner, grad transfer, Juco guys, and James Rojas, Keon Ellis. Yeah, they uh, they can work just about every <laughs> angle imaginable when it comes to acquiring talent. Now, as we shift into some football talk with you, Hank, uh, there have been there has been at least talk of late about this dead period. Um, extending into now mid-April of next year is is that kind of the growing buzz at this point? Yeah, it is. Uh, there were some reports out this week that uh, they're going to move the dead period. It, it was currently set through January first, so through the new year. 
but now there's talk and reports that it's going to be extended through April 15th. Um, so quite the extension if it, if it comes to fruition. Um, I, I know the NCAA is having a meeting on November 18th where they'll formalize that if that is indeed the plan, which, I mean, I, I would assume it is, um, and, and it'll be made official. And I guess, you know, you look at it, it's, it's not a huge surprise. You know, you, you know, COVID cases are going up. It's kind of starting to spread a lot more throughout the country or having that, you know, whatever second or third surge. Um, so I think it's maybe a little surprised how far they moved it back for the, the second extension. You know, so far we've seen them move it a month, a couple months, um, each time they, they delay it. Um, but I, I guess it's not, it shouldn't really be seen as a surprise. Um, I don't think, you know, there was recruits that were holding out for the hopes to maybe take official visits in January. Uh, I don't think this news, you know, completely ca- catches them off guard. I, I think that was kind of maybe the expectation the last few weeks that it, that it could get moved back again. But I mean, talk about how bizarre the fact that if, you know, the dead period is lifted on April 15th, that's 13 months since recruits have been allowed to visit campuses you know, for normal visits and, and meet with coaches and, and see the facilities and all that. So just really, I mean, we've been saying it since March, but just really unprecedented, uh, you know, how the, this this impact and, and, you know, what the potential toll this could take on programs, you know, three, four years down the line with, with evaluations and, and guys they get that, you know, they didn't really have the time to um, see in person or, or kind of, you know, do all their due diligence on, whereas they were having to do it all virtual with uh, with the coronavirus. Yeah, I mean, typically when we get to the start of the new year, we're talking about junior days and mm-hmm. events like that that have become ingrained in the process. And uh, with a pushback potentially to April the 15th, you're, you're also perhaps eliminating spring practice as a time when prospects like to certainly check out schools and even spring games. And uh, it's kind of uh, – Kind of even with everything we've been through, that's that's a little bit stunning to see it go back potentially uh, to April the 15th. But that's kind of where we're at. Where we're at on this edition of the Bama Online Podcast is break time. We're going to step aside for a quick break. When we come back, we'll continue the college football recruiting talk with Hank South, recruiting analyst for us there at BamaOnline.com in just a little bit. Back with more of the Bama Online Podcast, Travis Ryer, Senior Analyst for BOL, alongside Recruiting Analyst, Hank South there for us on BOL. If you haven't already, how about a subscription to the Bama Online Podcast? Really simple, a click or two. It's free, and you can jump on board pretty much wherever you consume podcasts, whether that's iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Megaphone, you name it. We're right there. We'll leave the light on for you at the Bama Online Podcast. And, Hank, as we pick things back up here, uh, what we do expect this weekend is a lot of 2021 Alabama commitments on football fields in postseason play. And it sounds like one one particular five-star that Alabama picked up not too long ago got off to a good start in state here last weekend. Yeah, Jaquincy McKinstry, Kool-Aid, uh, he had a big, big playoff opener um, over uh, – I'm, I'm completely blanking on who they played, but they won, so it doesn't really matter. I think it was, it was – uh, yeah, I can't – I'm going to have to look it up. They've but got – uh, they've got Pence uh, – they've got uh, – is it Shades Valley Shades this Valley week? Shades Valley this week. They, this week. Yeah. Uh, 
but they won 45 to zero last week. Um, and you know, in large part due to the play of, of Jaquincy McKinstry, um, three touchdown catches, obviously, you know, everyone that's followed him knows he, you know, he's a receiver for Pennsylvania Valley, obviously plays cornerback. He's rated our top rated quarterback cornerback in the country. So that that's kind of where he projects in the future. But, um, he's recruited on both sides of the ball by, by some programs, you know, Auburn was, I think, focusing more on receiver towards the end of his recruitment before he committed to Alabama. So definitely has the talent to, to play both sides at the next level, but, uh, three touchdown catches, I think 115 yards receiving and, uh, casually an 85 yard pick six. So accounted for four, <laughs> four scores for Pinson Valley. And, uh, it, yeah, it's just a large part of their game plan, um, as they kind of navigate their, their playoff schedule. Um, and some other guys, you know, Devontae Smith, we don't really talk about him as much. The the uh, three-star cornerback from Ohio, he's actually, uh, to today, on Friday, he plays in the state semifinals. And so uh, he would be in the state championship next week if they win tonight. Um, so he's he's quietly putting together a really nice season. He had uh, about, f- I think he had four interceptions over the course of two games. Um, so he, he's playing really well. Um, Damon Payne is playing really well up in Michigan. Um, so yeah, you know, the, the play obviously playoffs just started last week in Alabama, but they're getting, they're getting going in some places or, you know, have been going for a while in, in some other places, um, that, that involve Bama commits. Let's get into some 2022s for just a minute and then we'll shift gears back to 2021 and looking at maybe a roadmap for what remains for this, uh, current, uh, cycle, but uh, it, it seems like we hear more and more about some uh, particular uh, prospects of note. Uh, five-star linebacker from Manassas, Virginia. We know the DMV has been so good to Alabama in the Nick Saban era this time. Uh, Sean Murphy, a five-star linebacker from up there in that area, and also a four-star quarterback. Never too early, Hank, to start talking mm-hmm. 2022 quarterbacks. We know we've got one here locally in the Tuscaloosa area that Alabama has been involved with, but perhaps uh, uh, a Georgian that uh, we need to keep our eyes on as well. Yeah, there's been, uh, you know, that that's been one thing. Um, even starting on Halloween uh, with with uh, the Mississippi State game, we just started seeing uh, 2022 offers start to really trickle out and, and guys report them. And obviously that stretched into the, the bye weeks um, you know, BIM is really, I think kind of uh, tuned into some more film and, and caught up on, not caught up, but, you know, really started to kind of make some more effort into the 2022 class. We, I think we've seen, you know, five or six offers out in the last two weeks, just to 2022 guys, a couple in state kids too, but um, uh, Brian Dome with 24 seven sports had a, had a, he caught up with Sean Murphy that who's rated the number one inside linebacker in the country out of Virginia. He's actually one of the lone recruits that's visited Alabama this year on an actual visit. Um, he was, wow. he was on campus for junior day um, in early February with his teammate, um, Tyleek Williams, who I think is committed to Ohio state now. Uh, who's a 2021 recruit. So, um, you know, but uh, Sean Murphy, you know, he, he's always spoken really highly of, of Alabama. Uh, he's really close to South and Sari um, and, and they've recruited him pretty hard, you know, for a 2022 kid thus far. Um, so, you know, I'd imagine, you know, whenever he narrows down his list, Bama's going to be right there near or at the top for him. Um, and then we caught up this week with MJ Morris, um, the, the four-star quarterback from Georgia, who's uh, who's another guy, you know, he's 2022, but he's been to Bama. I want to say three times. He actually visited for two games last fall, um, and then he camped the summer prior um, and threw for threw for Sark and and Tino and Saban. And uh, so you know he has that that under his belt um, as far as you know having that 
exposure with the staff and and uh, and getting to know them. And you know, we caught up with him, and he's he says Bama's one of the schools most consistent after him, um, recruiting him the hardest. He has a pretty close relationship with Holman Wiggins, his his recruiter, Sark, obviously. Um, and, and so he, he's building a good relationship with them. And he, he you know, we he, he actually I, I reached out to him because he had tweeted last weekend. Um, somebody tweeted a graphic of Mac Jones um, leading the Heisman odds. And he, he quote tweeted it and said development matters. And so uh, certainly wanted to see what he was thinking about Bama when he, you know, he's been watching them every game and just said he loves the offense. So um, the, the Bama is helping them themselves with him with just what they're putting on the field, which right now that's a that's a big recruiting tool, um, especially in kind of the, the era we're in with with everything being so virtual. Um, so, yeah, he'll be one we're, we're tracking closely going forward. Yeah, Morris, the uh, number three dual threat quarterback in the 2022 24-7 sports composite rankings. Well, let's finish up with some 2021 talk, Hank. And uh, it's interesting because they're at a point in putting this class together where you start to wonder how much of this is exactly going to be done in December and are there still going to be a couple of three prized recruits still out there for this staff once we start looking ahead to potentially February. How does that break down right now? I know there's a defensive lineman, a note from Texas that apparently has an announcement date coming up here in a a month or so. And that's when it really hits me, Hank, when I think right now, I mean, we're a little more than a month away from the early signing date. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of wild to look back on it just because, I mean, I think back in April or maybe May, you know, when we didn't really know how long to expect this, um, at least the dead period in recruiting, you know, there was the thought that once fall visits opened back up, it seems silly to think now uh, that this was going to be like the biggest flip season ever. You know, we, we, we saw so many kids commit in the spring to get their spots to kind of uh, secure everything. And then, you know, they were going to all flip in the fall once they could start taking visits and schools could start to, you know, press for them in person. Um, and that just does not look like that's going to ever materialize really, you know, the, the, the visits have been shut down obviously through January now, probably through April. Um, and, and, you know, I think we've seen a few flips, but it, it, it's probably, I think it's significantly less than we normally see, uh, because there's just so much uncertainty. Guys aren't willing to really kind of change things up because we don't really know what's going on. They're not having in-person visits. They're not, getting that, um, in-person contact and, and seeing these schools in person. So, um, yeah, the early signing period, it looks like, I mean, knock on wood, I don't want to like jinx myself into having to like <laughs> go crazy in December trying to track everybody, but it looks like it's going to be pretty calm. It looks like most of Bama's 22 commitments are, uh, are, are going to sign early. You know, sometimes there's always one or two that wait or, you know, they, they have to wait for certain reasons. Um, and, and so it looks like they'll, that'll, be done and uh you know a lot of guys planning on early enrolling um in, in the in Bama's 2021 class so you know rather regardless whether they sign or not early you know they, they plan to be on campus a couple weeks later um and, and then yeah a, a few spots left to kind of work with towards February and again you know as we we've been saying things change so quickly uh most of Bama's targets I, th- I think with the exception of, of Tunmise Adelie the the Texas defensive lineman they plan to to take things to February, um, at least at this point. So Tunmise plans to announce his decision on December 17th. So he plans to sign early and enroll early. So he'll, he'll be done then. But you look beyond him, JT Dumolo, he plans to take it to February. Um, he's the five-star defensive lineman from Washington. Shamar Turner, 
the four-star defensive lineman from Texas. He plans to he was planning to announce the Under Armour game, but obviously that's been called off. So he's kind of in limbo. But I, I've been told he still waits. He's still planning to wait until later. Uh, Brian Thomas, the receiver from Louisiana, he's a guy that like you know he hasn't officially said I'm not going to sign early, but it looks like it's trending towards signing late. So most of you look at the most the rest of the guys, Terry and Arnold, another guy that has been saying February. So that's kind of seems to be um, the January February outlook beyond the early signing period. Yeah, a lot to figure out in a little bit of time coming up here for a lot of college football teams around the country. Alabama in really good shape with so much of the work already done. Well, Hank, as always, we appreciate the time here on the Bama Online Podcast. Again, no Bama LSU this weekend, but uh, that just means more time to take in Justin Thomas and the Masters, I guess. Yep. Thanks for having me, Travis. It was fun. There he goes. Hank South does an outstanding job for us. Recruiting analyst for BamaOnline.com. Thank you once again for joining us here on the Bama Online Podcast. Again, if you haven't already, subscribe to the Bama Online Podcast wherever you consume pods. Travis Schreier for Hank South. Have a great weekend, everybody.